Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Damn Fine Horror Hour. This isn't a second take on the live, despite what Instagram might have told you. This is our first attempt. We haven't gone live already tonight. Forget about all the hype you've heard, okay? This is our first attempt. And yes, my voice just cracked because I just went through puberty. That's how young I am, okay? Go live with Superficial Mel's. Maybe she's going to enter in an interesting way. We don't know. We never know how Mel's is going to show up. I'm here. She's just here. She's just here normal. I just started. I just started. I just started <laughs> to redecide. I don't know. I decided to wow. restart. Give us a fresh start. This thing did not work. It was like no <laughs> filters for you today, ma'am. Okay. And it just kicked so me right it out. It just kicked <laughs> you right out. Okay. I was wondering what the hell happened. I'm not even going to. Okay. Um, deep breath. What I was what I was gonna say is, I was waiting to debut this American Horror Story sweater that okay. I bought that has everything on it. At the bottom is double feature and stories. However, I almost didn't put it on, and we'll get to that. I'm sure. Wait, so what anyway. did you say about what's on the bottom? Oh, double feature. So it's like a new one. Oh, it it does have so, it. Cool. Yeah, it has. Oh, you probably can't see it, but it has double feature and stories underneath it. Um, oh, and stories. Why? Yeah. Why'd they bother? Well, I don't know. But I was like, oh, I got to have that. This was in the middle of me watching double feature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to save it for the finale. Sure. And it's going to blow everybody out straight out of the way. Straight out the way. Well, I also, I planned on wearing this like fancy glitter top because I was like, it's a finale party, y'all. Like we got to get hype, but <laughs> I almost didn't wear it. But, you know, I'm I'm just like sending all the love to episode five for being the greatest episode. <laughs> true, true. And I thank you. Have... I don't know. Can you see the comments now? I can. It's, okay. It, it, it's okay. The only thing is I, it's like over my screen. So if I'm making like a weird face or anything, just tell me because I can't see like. Okay. It's I might fine. not though. It might be a cute, weird face, and I want to keep looking at it. So <laughs> it'll be up to my discretion. And I think. I also have on my American Horror Story bandana. But anyway, um, very nice. Well, thank you, Abby. That's very sweet of you. Oh. <laughs> she said, "You two queens do the live entry better than anyone." But you should have seen the first take where I did say. Uh, I think I had texted this to you guys when we did our live last week. That like the first minute of a live is just pretending that you know what's going on and. <laughs> Just vamping until someone joins you or you go crazy. So for sure. Yeah. I did hear you say you were having red wine. I today oh, you did. straight vodka in a coffee cup because we got some stuff to talk about. That's <laughs> fair. Yes. See, this was all part of my plan. The fancy top, the red wine that, you know, looks like the blood that the characters have been drinking. And I love again, it. I'm just, I'm just remembering episode five. I'm holding it in my heart, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So I guess, I guess we have to get into this. Honestly, I'm feeling all day. I was like, if if I wasn't doing this with Mel, like, I don't even know I'd want to do this because I'm (laughs) so disappointed. I'm so bummed out with this, you know, part one ending and I'm trying not to let it ruin the first five episodes because it was such a fun journey. I know. I, I don't know when we get to the finale we can talk more about that because i i don't know i've had a little while to sit on it and it still hurts 
Well, you're like, sitting on it, so of course it hurts. It's like stand up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like you. I don't know. It's like you fell off. Like when you, I don't know if this happened to you when you were young, but like you'd be going so fast on your bicycle, and then you would like fall and hit the like the T bar or whatever they call that oh. part in the middle. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, God. that's how I feel. Like, that's very painful. Yeah, it's hurting. It's hurting. But... It does hurt. It hurts even more because the season was so good leading up to it. And honestly, after episode five, I was like, they can't fuck this up. I mean, it's all there for them. All they have to do is bring it to a nice little close. And, you know, I mean, given the fact that we're all assuming that somehow uh, it's Death Valley, right? That's part two, the title, I think. Yes, it is. Uh You know, we're all assuming that Death Valley is somehow going to connect with Red Tide anyway. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the very, very end of everything. You know, there's a chance for them to bring certain elements back. But man, they shit the bed. And I think because like also a little behind the scenes, like this past week, we just finished covering episode 16 of season two of Twin Peaks, which is an absolute fucking somebody shit the bed. There's a turd in my soup. Please take it back to the kitchen. <laughs> so it's just like seeing this episode now, I was like, oh, I don't even know if I have the energy to just like rip on an episode, you know? I do. I know. <laughs> yes, I know. Well, it just, I, listen, I got a little notebook here. Very cute. And it is full of uh, notes for Mr. Murphy. So I'm ready when you are. (laughs) Okay, well, let's talk about the excellent episode, Gaslight, um, episode five. This was incredible. Like, it's easily the best episode of Red Tide, but I think it's maybe the best episode of American Horror Story, full stop. I mean, period. This is so well written. Like, just beautiful storytelling. It was tragic. It was poetic. I mean, I was on the edge of my seat for most of the episode. Like, I know people say that, but when I say that, I actually really try and mean it. Like, cracking cracking knuckles, like, sitting on the edge of my seat, going like this to my face. It made me cry. And then I realized I was crying, and I was like, am I crying about American Horror Story? This show's (laughs) never done that to me before. Yeah. No, like, I mean, I, period, period, best episode of American Horror Story I have ever watched. Like, yeah. and I say that without hesitation. I didn't even have to think about it. I was like, this right here, it made me so happy because like this season has been so good. We've been talking about this. It's a phenomenal like concept. I, I just love everything about it and I was like wow like I we waited for this and they're going to deliver right and then you get the penultimate of part one of double feature and I was like wow like honestly not gonna lie though after I finished the episode I was a little nervous about where we were going to end things hello at this point I shouldn't be surprised anymore but um I can't I just I watched it like four times. Like I couldn't yeah. stop watching it. it. I probably have the whole thing memorized. And it delivers on a rewatch too. It's just God, as good every so time. Good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. Um, I will tell you though, that in cult, I had a lot. I think that's when I realized that I had like trypophobia or like whatever it's called, where you're like scared of the hole. Right or you know like things that like yeah and stuff I don't think I realized until this season what a 
um, reaction blood makes for me because like I can cut myself or whatever. And I'm like, oh gosh, I cut myself. I don't know. I don't know if it's the concept of someone drinking it. Although I watched plenty of horror, like, yeah, you know, but there was just something in the beginning of this when, uh, Harry. Oh, the opening scene. Yeah, dude. Squeezing out those bed rags of post birth blood and drinking it. I, I had to pause and I was like, I cannot. I don't know if I can do this episode if it's it was, be like this. Oh, it was so gross. Hi, hear me roar. How are you? Um, yeah, dude, girl. like, I don't think that I've ever looked at a bin that says soiled linens and thought that looks nice, but I'll <laughs> never look at it the same way again after this. I mean, it's one thing to do like the placenta, you know, like people want to sure. eat their placenta yeah. or whatever to each their own, but yeah. Yeah, this, the squeezing of it into those little cups. I think it was that motion of just seeing it all fall out that way that was just so stomach turning, but perfectly appropriate. <laughs> like I, I loved the way that the episode kicked off with that. Oh, sure. Yeah, and good on them because I mean, like we we're talking about right now, I mean, the placenta is full of vitamins. I mean, it's very healthy. So I'm, sure. I'm just going to go with the notion that post-birth um blood is also like that so he was really just getting his vitamins in but I was well, like this cannot be happening right now listen I want to tell everybody that is watching right now I have given birth what I tell you you have that, that my partner was like I'm gonna turn around and when it's over <laughs> two, two taps on the shoulder oh Scott let me know I, I also gave birth during the season of Hotel on a Wednesday night, and I missed that that episode of American Horror Ugh, Story. Anyway, so this ties in. See how I'm tying everything together? But it's beautiful. What a bow! So all I could think about was, <laughs> I've been here. No, I don't know about <laughs> you uh, in those soil linens now. Oh my gosh, I don't know. It's just I, yeah. I, I don't mean to keep going on and on. About no, it was I, such a good opening a, scene, though, and I was horrified like yeah it's not like jump boo blood like well blood yeah but like gore scary but not horrified. gory yeah I was like ooh, that's gross yes <laughs> yes but that was such a um I don't know it just really packed a punch like I thought that was a really I almost said brave like oh it was a very brave and controversial <laughs> way to begin an episode he <laughs> was so brave so, so brave of him <laughs> but I just I feel like they just came out swinging and it didn't stop from that moment like Absolutely. the whole episode just kept raising stakes just kept doing more and more and more and I guess I was thinking like this must be similar to like the baby blood that Belle keeps raving on about like I'm sure there's something really potent about it and part of me wonders if it was, um, if that affected Harry in certain ways throughout the episode, because I have disliked Harry in the sort of anti-hero kind of way. Like I was still, we talked about this before, I was still very much rooting for the gardeners at a certain point. Like I, I wanted them to figure their shit out, get back together, be a happy family. But very quickly in this episode, I was like, oh, Harry must suffer. Harry needs to suffer so hard. I need him to go down. I think he was the real villain in all of this, uh, besides Ursula, let's say, but we'll leave that for episode six. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Like, oh, I, it was tough. I'm not going to lie. Like, I mean, obviously, gosh, I don't, I don't know. I, this is weird for me because I'm usually not like actually speechless. Like, I don't know if I can put into words 
all of the range of emotions that I went through in this one episode. Um, yeah, it, I, I hate Harry. Yeah, dude. Um, glad. No, I mean, <laughs> obviously you're here. If you spoiler. Want this, this isn't a huge spoiler, but I'm glad that he is fucking gone. Yeah. Um, I just, I have, I, I will tell you this though. I, we know that taking that pill, we know what it un, like unleashes inside of people, you know, and <clears throat> they get greedy, they get, you know, hungry, all, all of this above. But Alma, I truly, truly almost feel like, and I'm not even saying Ursula at this point, but Alma, if she had not done the things that she had done, though, I don't know if Harry, I, I just don't know if he would have gotten that way towards uh towards doris does that make sense like mm, okay like i know what he ended up doing at the end of the episode by just kind of being like all right well have a good life on the streets basically oh my god that part broke my heart yeah. what else would he have been able to do i don't know but in these little moments throughout yeah. the episode where alma was just getting in his head yeah about but you know what i'm saying like i'm like if he didn't have that there I don't know if maybe he would have fought a little harder for someone to help do something to Doris or try to find something to help her. You know yeah. what I mean by that? Yeah. Like, honestly, I wrote down, like, cause as I was watching the episode, I was like, are we going to find out that Alma's actual talent is just manipulation? Because she, I mean, she played her parents better than she plays the violin. She, like, I mean, she masterminded this whole devious plan and it was so well done like creepy and terrifying but so well done i wrote in here perhaps her talent is being a bitch there you go i, <laughs> I said it i said it about a nine-year-old i don't care no it's so true i mean she was she was just <laughs> as bad as her dad though i did see a lot of people talking about how like Alma is the worst of all of them. And I do bristle a little bit at that because like Harry is her father and could have stopped her from taking oh, yeah. those pills. Like, especially after she bit her brother's leg. I mean, that's when you close up shop and head back to New York. Sorry. Yeah. But this is what I mean too of like, did something in that blood that Harry had at the beginning of the episode kind of put him on a path that was irreversible at that point. Like we haven't seen anybody have that specific type of blood. True. I mean, could, yeah, like it could have been like super, like a super, yeah. I mean like super blood. I don't know. Sure. But you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, it, I don't know. And that, yes, that very well could be, but I just truly Alma and we'll get to it. We will talk about the next <laughs> one, but I am not happy with the direction they went with her. I no, not not in the final do episode. Do not like. I no. like. I mean, I. That's fine. Like, all right, she's nine years old. Yeah. Um, she's a kid. She obviously doesn't have any business doing this. I mentioned this on the last live. I think where I was like, it's kind of like an interview with a vampire. Yeah. It's like yeah. You don't want to give like we don't want baby vampires or we don't want these kids taking these pills because they're too like radical. They're not mature. Because I don't know if the people taking the pills are mature either as adults, but you know, like whatever it is. But I just this episode with her, I was like, spit 
own you. (laughs) (laughs) I could not, I don't know. Like I was just, yeah. Anyway, I mean, and obviously I know it has to do with the strong feelings of like what happened to Doris and like, but Oh, absolutely. Can I just say right now, like, sorry to interrupt, but I I put it out on our stories, but I apologize from the bottom of my little heart that I ever disparaged Doris in any kind of way that I ever tried to float the theory that she was somehow involved in all of this. Doris was the best of us. Doris was um, just a, just a sweet lady trying to make it through the day and check her Facebook, just like Alma said, but Mm -hmm. Man, I feel so horribly for this character. I mean, Lily Rab just like uh, broke my heart several times. I mean, yeah, I think I really started to feel a connection with Doris just because of her whole like, you know, that Instagram contest really did mean something. And this isn't just a hobby. Like I'm really trying to make it work. And I understand that just from a personal perspective of like things that I do in my personal life. And if you replace Facebook with Instagram, like sometimes that is my day, just making it through to dinner time and then watching some TV, getting on Instagram and like, woo, we did it, right? Yeah, like, woo, we did it. But man, and I mean, the gaslighting itself, I mean, we talked about this with that one episode in American Horror Stories, but gaslighting is terrifying. Like that is such a hard thing to watch somebody go through. It's aggravating, it's heartbreaking, it's so many things. And but first, okay, so we talked about when they turned her out into the street, which is like the final devastating blow basically yeah. for Doris. It was very hard to watch. But I don't know if you got the same feeling, but there was something about when she comes downstairs and Holden is there and her and him and Harry are essentially just like shitting all over her designs. And then there's more gaslighting. They push her back up the stairs and she's just holding those scissors. And there was something about the like, dejection and loss and confusion and helplessness in the way that she just carried herself back up the stairs that that's the first time I broke down crying. Cause I was like, this woman, this get out of there, just leave, just get your baby and go, please. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that they did a great job of, okay. I do want to say this, obviously when gaslighting is is serious it happened I mean, I, I PSA mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it happened and it it happens so easily and this is a really good example of showing that yeah that it comes from people that you love and trust the most and you don't understand yep. why they would do that but it also comes from I mean political figures it comes from I mean people in the media it comes from people in entertainment um It's very pervasive. Like it's happening all the time. Absolutely. And I hate the season cult, but if it's one thing I will say about that season is that the the gaslighting, I, that they did that very well, just like they did it very well here. Meaning Mm -hmm. they really showed you how easy it is and you don't think it could happen to you. I mean, I know Doris the whole time is thinking to herself, okay, this is my husband. This is my child, but I first, hello, you know, like, why would they ever want to hurt me? Why would they? Yes. Like, I can't imagine that level of betrayal. No. In that situation. You know what I mean? That's That's more than a gut punch. Like, that's, Yeah. Yeah. Especially when Alma was doing, which is just more of her manipulative, you know, uh, approach, but 
when she's using that little baby voice with her mom and she's like, mom, I believe in you. And you see Doris get this like flash of confidence. She feels better. She's like, okay, you know, my family's on this track. Let me be with my family. And then, oh man, when she comes out of that washroom and her hair is falling out, oh my God, it's like, it just, the hits don't stop coming with Doris. It's so sad. It's so sad. And I mean, also think about like, I could, because the thing is, is, is she was getting too close. And what I mean by that is they, they knew that she was getting to the point where she was like, all right, I'm yeah. just blow the lid off of this shit yeah. here. Like what's going on? Yeah. And, and so that's obviously why, I mean, things progressed like they did, but she's also a brand new mother. Hormones are everywhere. Oh, yeah. She's exhausted. She's exhausted. She's trying to protect her child from her other child. Carrie stole her placenta, so she couldn't even, you know, (laughs) revitalize. Like, (laughs) I just, I, I, yeah, no, it's a no for me, dog. All right. Yeah. mm -hmm. I just, um, but I'm thinking like, you know, she's also got that protective side of her. Like she doesn't realize that she's being gaslit. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But, but she's also got that protective side of her, of her newborn baby. And I don't, I, you know, and it's like, and she's surrounded. I mean, holding aside, but she's even Ursula. I mean, she knows Ursula very well, family friend. You just got all these people that are just in your face left and right. Just like, eh, I don't know. And also I did, I got a very bad feeling about where it was going when they wouldn't even give the baby a name. I was like, well, you're not going to name this baby. Right? I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. That felt very unsettling. And I thought that that was maybe going to come more into play in episode six, but obviously no dice with that. Um, hear me. Can you see the comments? I can. Yeah. You can. Okay. So I'm yeah. So here. Hear me. No one can hype you up and tear you down like y'all. That's a 100. Yeah. It happens every day. This I'll is why up. I will not have them. I'll I'm not, I'm not creating something to let it tear Girl. me down. <laughs> I wake up up here and I go to bed down here. Every single day. And I'm going to tell you something. If he ever comes to me telling he, me he wants to play the violin, you, y'all might not see me again. Mm-mm, y'all mm-mm. might not see me again. <laughs> and, and I definite Damien vibes. Yeah, I mean, it's just, oh my gosh. Like she's just this little actress right here. Um, Oh, no. He serves the looks like, uh, you know, yikes. So, oh my gosh, yes. Oh yeah, we'll get. Let's yeah, get there. we're like let's, we're let's, we're talking about the gardeners, and then we are going to get to Mickey and Care. We're leaving the best for last, Jeff. Yeah. Not to worry, Don't but worry. but yeah, Sarah Paulson's character. I mean, fuck. Oh my god. Um, so, I mean, yeah. actually, like I think I've said all I wanted to really say about the gardeners, like. This yeah. was a horrifying sort of, I mean, this to me felt like the end of their family more so than the next episode, honestly, because we do lose Doris. So mm-hmm. um, I did, I did write down sort of jokingly, like, do we think Alma might be like Ursula's daughter? Because <laughs> she's so much more like Ursula. <laughs> I mean, I just, oh gosh. The only last thing I have to say from my book, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Read us That's- the novel. Jasmine is very professional. She has a note card. She has everything there. And I'm what like, let me, get, let me get this little notebook I've had for 10 years out. And let me scribble down exactly what I'm feeling right now. So, That's profesh. That's profesh. Um, I, the, okay, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's Lily Rabe or Rab, but anyway, 
She just Lily. We're on a first name basis. Lily. Just Lily. She deserves something for this because I'm here to tell you. Um I know that I said I wasn't feeling Doris and I thought something else was there. Um, but what she made, what she evoked in this episode, and I'm talking about the paranoia, the fear, the anxiety, the stress, the um, confusion, and then the uh, uh, joy, I guess, when she was like, maybe I can do something when I take these pills. Mm -hmm. And even when she's sketching everything and she thinks it's really coming together for her, yeah. Yeah, the heartbreak, the panic that comes back when she realizes that something is going wrong, and then just... I'm telling you, just her leaving that house. Oh, I might shed a tear right now. I'm telling you. She I, did great. She was phenomenal. And uh, honestly, like. It brought my heart. Like, I, I'm sorry. She she often <laughs> gets like really short shrift. Oh, sweet baby Mel's. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm hormonal. Give me get a subway napkin. Hold on. Get your no, subway I napkin, mean, girl. I she, never, I feel like she's never treated that nicely in American Horror Stories, with the exception of maybe who is it, Misty in Coven and Apocalypse, I guess. But this, I felt like, even though the ending was so tragic, uh, it just it just unfolded in such a beautiful way. Like you're right, when we first met her, it was kind of like eh, Doris, but then what she created with that character over the five episodes was pretty phenomenal. Yeah, I mean. I, I know, that was a kick in the nuts and we can just leave it at that. But I'm telling you that when they closed with that, I, I was, my mouth was wide open and I was like, I cannot do this. <laughs> like not to not this, you know what I mean? Yes. I, yes. So just as, even though you knew it was coming, seeing her, seeing her in the graveyard was heart wrenching, like a metaphor for her death. That's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. Seeing her in that graveyard. I mean, it, it essentially was right. Like, there's no coming back for her. Yeah. And what? And the way um, that Alma just walks away uh, too. I mean, that really puts the nail in the coffin. And some sort of unjust poetic, like poetic injustice or injustice. Sure. Injustice yeah. Yeah. Was the fact that she was so paranoid about Lyme disease or Lyme disease. And then the last, like the last thing you see of her is just her like in there, like eating, yeah, you know, a dead animal. And I was, I'm, like, a, I'm a little angry about the Lyme disease thing, but I can let it go. Well, it's funny because I read some things because I was like, why would they, why would we go down this path if, but I think, oh, I, I kind of maybe get this. A lot of people were like, maybe that was just their way of developing the character of her being this like, well, she's paranoid about, uh, Lyme disease she's so paranoid about everything else so like maybe like by the time you get to this episode when she's starting to like you uh, like you understand how the paranoia manifests in her and she can't yeah, level-headed but I was yeah. like I don't like that though <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of that like I mean you know? I think I think it works well enough that like what you were just saying she's eating that animal she you know on any other day would probably get I mean more than Lyme disease for sure but um the idea that like the pale people are sort of ticks in a way like they're feeding off of hosts and all that kind of thing so I mean it's it's kind of a parallel I don't know that I loved it but anyways let's uh let's okay. move on to Karen and Mickey because well, wow I don't know if I can do this tonight. <laughs> how many subway napkins do you have hold on let's <laughs> <my> mustache okay <laughs> 
Uh, I loved these two. Another, another couple of sorts that I was really rooting for. Like, even after Mickey took the pill, because he didn't seem to get as, like, um, vicious or mean as, let's say, like, Harry or Alma or Belle. Austin didn't really seem to get like that either, but... So whatever, basically what I'm saying is that even after he took the pill, I still was rooting for them when he was like, come to Hollywood and we'll be the power couple. I was so here for it because even in that flashback episode, there was something about the way that those two interacted that I was like, I think they can be their absolute genuine selves with each other and they're loved for exactly who they are. Like, I don't know that anybody else has ever shown them the kind of love and respect in a way that they show each other, that they did show each other. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm sorry. There's something, okay. I had this weird thought in my head. Um, when When we were in the flashback, and we saw the evolution of the first pale person, basically. That mm-hmm. did not happen overnight, right? It was a gradual thing. Why did it happen so fast with Alma, um, with Doris? Because plot. Okay. Because I started <laughs> to, well, I almost started to think myself because Mickey, I, I, I don't know. I guess I'm trying to grasp at straws that there might've been something bad that would have happened to him, if that makes sense, instead of like, how he did go out because I cried at that too. Oh yeah. And and it's a good thing though. It's not a bad thing. Meaning what Karen did had to be done. It it, it was the right thing by all means. Yeah. But I, it hurt, it hurt hurt me here. Okay. Oh, huge. uh, Yeah. I guess I was trying to rationalize it in my head. Maybe he was going to turn into a failed person and it just, we just hadn't seen Oh, it. I see. I but see. But that I see. wasn't going to happen because he had already written those things and had already, like, was going to be Speed Racer or whatever, you know, like. Yeah, he was racer. already super successful. Well, he was, like, being. Getting there. Yeah, he yeah. was getting there. Yeah, Jeff was saying it's foreshadowing for sure her constant concern of catching a disease. Absolutely. And then perhaps the pills progressed so their effects did as well. I mean, that's True. possible. True. I also started to think, like, maybe they do affect everybody kind of different in that way like maybe if you're I mean maybe poor baby Doris just really was that untalented so it just like got to her right away (laughs) (laughs) it took hold real quick not a snake bite you 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 got got minutes to live you know yeah you're so untalented oh that's so (sighs) terrible okay all right we're off Doris now but yeah I mean yeah this was great I will say I was confused and not super on board with the stealing the baby plan because to me I was like if this is truly Karen being some like if this is a true altruistic act in a way like why not just warn the gardeners that their baby is in danger you don't have to steal the baby I mean it felt like they were kind of just trying to get them to a certain point where Mickey could basically peer pressure her into taking the pill but I don't know I wasn't super on board for the kidnapping no and yeah just like from a storytelling perspective like obviously I'm against kidnapping no matter what we know we we, we know I I agree with you and I think that listen they don't have to drive it home anymore to us that Belle is bad you know what I mean right we don't need to know that anymore Mm -hmm. we got it you know what I mean so it's like right I really I I don't know like the whole stealing the baby thing I was like tr- 
trash. You know what I mean? I was like, we're not going to go there. Like, there's so many good things going on here. I'm not going to fuss myself with that. Bye, part. Abby. Love you, too. Oh, bye, Sorry, Abby. Mouse. No, it's okay. Bye, Abby. Um, but what I mean by that is saying, like, I-, I didn't like it. And then I was just like, I'm choosing to just not engage. I'm not engaging with that. You know what I mean? I mean, at least it kind of came and went. Like, it didn't really right. go any war. Any war? It didn't go any war. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, it didn't really go anywhere. It was over pretty quickly. So, whatever. Um, yeah. You and I were texting about this. Like, at first, when Karen took the pill, I was so mad. And it was at that point that I was like, it's all going downhill from here because it felt like such a natural end for her character to die in that moment. Like, I loved the fact that she had such a strong moral compass. And, you know, Jeff just brought up the comment, the cost of admission. Like, I, there was something about the way Sarah Paulson played this, the dialogue she was given that I was like, I truly believe that this woman is so, so against these pills. And I just, it was, I don't know. It was just really well played in that way. I loved watching it. And so when she took the pill, I was like, well, fuck you guys. Like, why are we doing this? But then all is obviously forgiven because what they had planned was so much more perfect and beautiful. And yeah. Well, I mean, right now I'm just replaying in my mind, just the, like her and Mickey, like in the car, that dialogue was so amazing between the two of them. Like, like you were saying earlier about, we could be the power couple come with me. You're yeah. talented. What was it you like know, penthouse like, parties and power know, couple, all the Hollywood peas. The Hollywood peas. <laughs> I was like, you know, oh, but there's something about Mickey and it's because he, he, he was a straight shooter from the get-go, meaning we didn't need to uncover anything about Mickey. He was like, right from the beginning, it was like, boom, like, you know, you know everything about me, right? I'm a hustler. Um, I mm-hmm. also, you know, like, I let this old lady feed off me if she gives me some, you know, goodies or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's what I loved about Mickey and Karen, too, because right from the beginning, yeah, everybody might have been like, woohoo, cuckoo, town cuckoo. But that's not what it was. Like you very quickly realize it's because she knows what's going on here. Yeah. She's very against it and is willing to. It was not... a genuine warning. Right. Yeah. Right. And so what I think this is what I love so much about those two. And it's like just the, the just the genuine love that you could tell that was between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It was and very so, sweet. And then I'm going to tell you right now. There are our actual tear stains on this piece of paper. When she, when she took those pills, or she took that pill so she could save herself, um, only for her to, you know, slit her wrist and walk into the ocean. Ooh. When I tell you the tears. Yeah. Perhaps that's why later on in the episode, I was like, I can't do this when it came to Doris. Uh, you know, but I was just like, I, too good, too good for words. I mean, and I did, I was sad about Mickey, but the fact that she, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. It was very merciful what she did. Like, I think that what she did was genuine. Like when she said, I think I'm going to really help us both. She fully meant that. Like she was trying to save Mickey from a life of just murdering and drinking blood and like, 
I mean, it's not really her choice to take his life, but in that way, I think it was a, an act of true love and friendship and all that kind of thing. And um, I did want to say, Hear Me Roar says, I oh, loved yeah. when she took the pill because we saw such another great example of gaslighting and the desperation just made sense. I totally agree. That wasn't like, I said peer pressure, but gaslighting would be another great way to put it. Absolutely. I love that you have that subway napkin. You make my life so much better, Mel. Um, Y'all are and the, the desperation. Absolutely. Like I think our moral centers and all of that will, I mean, I've never been in such a life or death situation. I have no idea if I would choose to do something to keep myself alive. I bet you fight or flight would come in and be like, fuck your morals, bitch. Do you want to live? So it's not that it didn't make sense in that way. It's just for me, I was like, oh, this would have been a really nice way for her to go out. And it felt very old American horror story for them to elongate her story in that way. But when we find out why they do it, it makes perfect sense. Like Sarah Paulson is so committed. She's my queen. Absolutely. Own period. Um, I have to say that uh, the progression of what ended up happening to Karen, though, I mean, Mickey, again, like I was sad, don't get me wrong, but like I was really pulled in by Karen because of the way that Mickey hyped her up about Mm -hmm. about her art and the fact that he had her art in his house. I know, so sweet. What I love is that the last thing that she did was go out onto the beach and make her masterpiece. I want to know what it is. I so badly want to know what it is. I hope we see it in some capacity. I don't know how it would play in in Death Valley. Also, I just want to point out, we didn't actually see her die. I just want to make this very clear to everyone. I mean, first rule that much blood. I mean, she was the red tide, essentially. I know, but first rule is if you don't see it on screen, correct? Yeah, that means that they could come. Yes, yeah. Give me one thing, okay? (laughs) I wouldn't be opposed to it at all. I mean, mean, if they come up with a good enough reason of how she survived, because I mean, she did it the right way. You know how they always say, like, you know, the cutting of the wrist. Yeah. but yeah, I mean, the music that was playing while she walked out towards the beach. And I mean, even that part was foreshadowed earlier in the episode. Well, you're not going to walk out into the tide or something stupid, are you? Like, or whatever Mickey said. But yeah, I mean, but, but she had this smile on her face that to me seemed like she had reached a kind of peace as well. So if she does come back, they better make it for a very good reason. Like I was almost worried at... um uh, in episode six, when they find the body, I'm really glad it was the chief and not her because oh. I did not want Karen to be caught up in that shit storm. Like yeah. that yeah. would not have been good enough to find her body in that way. I, right. I like the way Mickey and Karen's story ended. It's obviously very tragic and heartbreaking. If she comes back somehow, it's gotta be really good. Yeah. Sorry, slightly off topic, but do you think they named her Karen because of that line Mickey said to her? I'm not about it's easier to complain when you're naked. <laughs> yeah, probably she was a Karen. Oh, you mean like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Like I want to speak to the manager kind yeah. of Karen. Yes. That Karen. That's hilarious. Like, yeah. Get, let me, hold on. Gets his cell phone. Karen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Classic fucking Karen. I mean, she's the best Karen so far. She is. She's the best Karen. I agree. I agree. Well, there's Karen and me girls that I like too. <gasps> I can tell it's raining. 
my bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whatever. She's later. better than Regina George stealing uh, my last name. <laughs> well, sorry, I had to. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Mickey and Karen couldn't have gotten a better, like, I yeah, am so glad. Truly beautiful. If they had to go, if this, because in the end, what ended up happening is if all of P-Town had to be absolved of all of this that was going on, I'm so glad that the two of them went out the way that they did. I know it was not Mickey's choice, but I am very glad that it happened the way that it did because um, it it is what he needed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean... He needed to be saved from himself. Both of them deserved so much better and... I was really hoping, I mean, again, this is jumping ahead a little bit to episode six, but I was really hoping that there was going to be some sort of commentary on the people that we lose who are never given those opportunities or who um, go out in these tragic ways because of all of the obstacles of life. And we don't really get there, but I mean, I like, I'm, I'm pretty much done uh, with this episode, if you want to yeah. move on to, yes, let's. Well, <coughs> unfortunately, <coughs> let's move along. <laughs> Can we just talk about? Hold on, I will flip my page. Can we just start from the beginning on this episode? No, let's kidding. just go back to episode one. Let's do it all again. Guess what? I don't need my napkin for this part of the episode. No. Or for this part. So I mean, yeah, unless get- you're crying like tears of disappointment or outrage or something, oh. but it's not even worth it. It's not worth my tears. It's not. You're not getting my tears. Also, you got two sentences in my notebook episode, whatever you are, six. So, oh, I didn't take any notes. I refused to rewatch the episode <laughs> for notes. I basically just wrote down from memory what I was feeling. Um, yeah. I think yeah. it's pretty obvious that neither of us really enjoyed it. Um, Hear Me Roar is saying episode six is trash, shouldn't have happened, could have ended the story with five. Correct. Jeff, I'm so sorry, girls. I haven't seen the last episode, so I'll respectfully bow out. Hey, totally understandable. Thanks I'm for coming so by. I'm so sorry if we kind yeah. of ruined your expectations <laughs> with our, you know, little thoughts here and there, but enjoy the episode. Thank you for joining us. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, we'll give Jeff a second to log off, but I mean, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty obvious how we felt. It was a disappointment. Um I, you know, kind of leading off of what I was just talking about of hoping that we were going to get something in episode six that would at least touch on or elaborate a little bit on, you know, the people that we lose in these tragic ways. Like, what was Red Tide ultimately about? Because I did not get any final sense of understanding from episode six. You know, that's a very good question. I'm glad you asked it. I don't know either. However, however, what I'm really hoping after this shit show is that at the end of Death Valley, we get the reason why we we got (laughs) to not have my hopes up. But I I, see this is where Kaya Gerber. I know. I don't even want to talk about the the one thing Cindy Crawford didn't do right. No, I'm yeah. Uh-huh. Um, no, I guess what I want to say is uh, this is where it, I it hurts me to be an American horror fan because I I just I can't cut myself off from it. And what I mean from that is 
I I need to go into it with high hopes, or excuse me, without high hopes, but I need to also like I have this feel I have this need inside of me to be like, okay, well, let me just give it the benefit of the doubt. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, here? Like, absolutely. Like I am still so excited for next week. Well, I'm if for no for other it. reason than like new credit sequence new story. We get to just like maybe start fresh, see how things are going to connect. Like I'm still very excited. I just, in the back of my mind, maybe it's in the occipital lobe. I don't know, but I'm just like, Oh my God, girl, like do not get your heart broken. Well, that's the thing. Like, I guess what I mean by that is I'm, I'm, I'm going to totally shit on this episode because it deserves it. But I, I want to believe somewhere deep down that there will be we will be given a morsel of something at right. the end of Death Valley that will make a lot of what happened here make a little bit more sense. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm very excited for a brand new thing and very yeah. excited to see what they do with Death Valley. But what I'm hoping is we don't get another 30 minute finale. I mean, We'll we'll give them the benefit of the doubt here. Not benefit of the doubt, but we'll say it was 37 minutes. Okay. So yeah, but still I was like, what is this? A half hour comedy? Like well, what is going on? Seven to ten minutes of that was Ursula talking in the end that I did not want <laughs> yes. to hear. So you get the narration was so me. bad. You're getting 30 minutes from me. Oh my um, god. It's like I texted but, you. I was like, it's it was sounded like the end of a fucking <laughs> babysitter's club movie, but the babysitter's club is obviously ten times better. Well, but also I'm hoping that they don't do a 30 minute one at the end of Death Valley. Like, I really that, hope not. That's why I'm thinking to myself, okay, it's it's short. Is it intentionally short? Meaning, boom, we're gonna leave you hanging off the edge of your boo 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 off the edge of your seat about this, and then let this play out, and then we're gonna really knock you off your you know, block at the end. I don't think, I really probably think that's not going to happen, but I'm hoping so bad. But we can hope. And I think that's okay to hope, especially I mentioned it before. We're all assuming that this is somehow going to connect. That said, I think a lot of us, and by a lot of us, I mean, you and I, people that have joined the lives, things that I've seen on Reddit, there were so many theories out there of, you know, the twists and turns that might be happening. And like, really none of that happened. Like this was not a season or a half season or whatever, a part of a season filled with many big, like, oh my God, didn't right. see that coming. Like that was not this kind of season. Like I did not get my Ursula with tentacles, which I am mad about. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So I'm still even wondering, like, are we all wrong to assume that these are going to connect in some way? Like, is this really just two stories because that's what they wanted to do? Like, don't go there because I'm here to tell you right now. I'll be mad. I will stop watching. Listen to me when I tell you. You won't. You won't. (laughs) I will. But you'll threaten. I will. Okay. Listen. All right. I did not watch Colt in real time. That's how yeah, I right. about yeah. that. I didn't I refused to watch it in real time. I waited until right before of uh Apocalypse was that next came out. And then I watched Yeah, it. yeah. <clears throat> so, anyways, I do know how to hold a grudge, Mr. Okay. okay. I was okay. just gonna say you do know how to hold a grudge. Okay. Yes, I do. Uh, uh wait, that was a good line from Ursula in episode five when she's like, This is the longest I've held anything that's not a cocktail or a grudge. Yes, exactly. Great line. Yeah. 
Oh, she still had those tentacles. Yes, she did. Okay. Thank you. Hear me roar. That makes me feel better. It was like the figurative tentacles. Okay. All right. I like that. I can get down with that. Um, I do want to say, was that trooper in the beginning? Was that the, uh, was that the tall lady in Freak Show? And was that the one in Apocalypse that was like uh, Mrs. Mead's right hand? Oh, possibly. You know, the only thing that I recognized her from was Glee. But it's very possible that, yeah, she was also in other seasons. I really thought that, because I was like, is she? Oh, maybe she was the tall lady. Yeah, that seems familiar. And I think she was because, and what I mean by, I mean the other, she didn't have a lot of speaking parts, but she was like the other, like whenever Miss Mead would go outside. Got a fruit fly in my wine, sorry. Uh Oh, not that. Not that. Um, whenever they would go outside of the uh, outpost, it was always Miss Mead and the other, like, so the tall lady. And I think that was her. But anyways, that doesn't matter. But I do not remember Apocalypse she that literally, well, honestly. She literally maybe had two speaking parts. Okay, the okay. main thing she did was hose down Evan Peters and Stu. I feel like I should remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I mean... Okay. I don't even know what to say, honestly, except that I just really disliked it. I thought it was such a disappointment. That whole thing in the beginning, I mean, I guess it served the purpose of elaborating or making it clear that the town was in on it the whole time, essentially. Like, even if they don't know all of the exact details, they know that there's some sort of order to what's going on here and they like it that way. I was cool with that. I actually kind of enjoyed that part of it. It's just when you look back and you realize, yeah, 30 minutes of an episode, seven minutes of Ursula talking, of course. But like, why was that? Like, that scene was long for it to do that. I I don't know. I mean, probably, yeah, I know what, well, actually, I know what they were doing. They were trying to show like, okay, y'all are really like, off your rocker because you're sitting mm-hmm. here and you're pretty much hiding, you know, that. Yes. Uh, oh, before I get, I have to get this thought out before I finish what I was saying. Do you know, though, I almost jumped off the couch when they hit something in that boat in the very beginning because I felt this is my jaws. Here's the big bat. Oh. Like, here's, like, I thought to myself, okay, here we go. Here we this go. Is, yeah. This is whatever's out there that was killing the pale people because we still don't know who was killing the pale people. Now I'm like even more disappointed. And I that would have like, been so great. I mean, not necessarily the, Jaws, but like, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean by that? I was like, oh no, this is the theme that's out there that somehow yes. is tied into all of this. Because I thought, such a great episode last week. They are okay. I like it where it's going. Yep. And then, I mean, obviously I was sad because I was like, well, well, I was glad because we found the police chief, but I was also sad because I was like, uh, okay, so that's not that. And then I was super, like, I went from this all the way down to this by the end of it. I was like, what are you doing? What are you it's doing? Like, it's like what your son does to you every day. Like you wake up here and you end down. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the fact that this whole town is hiding this thing that, and they're all for profit, meaning they know that the people are going to come here. They're going to take these pills. They're going to tell more people about coming here. That's where they're getting their money from, yada, 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 in the wintertime. And then obviously the tourism comes in in the summertime. That's great, whatever. Mm-hmm. The absurdity 
of them looking at two shades of white and turning down that woman's offer to change the color of her shutters or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. I think it was maybe to showcase that they were like, no, that, that white is not white enough. But, oh, and also, I yeah, guess we know, so. But we know everybody in this town is killing people. We don't really care about that. Yeah. It's so stupid. I, I don't, I they mean, just I don't wasted time it, with certain like things. It. Exactly. Right. Given how much, have to be like that. Yes. Given the runtime of the episode, it just felt like some of those things didn't need to be involved. Even the line about, uh, well, that, actually, that came later, but the line about Burger King, I thought was just like, whatever. Like, that's I not. I kept Burger King out of here. I, I was like, okay, dude, whatever. But, um, Oh, what was I just going to say about that meeting? Ugh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Oh, no, it was, it's the fact that they did find the chief's body. I appreciate that again from a storytelling perspective because HS is so good at leaving loose threads everywhere and at least the body was found. Like, there might not have been an investigation that led everywhere, but I'm, you know, I'm grateful that they at least found the body and that sort of went somewhere anyway. Yeah, it was, it was disjointed and cringy. I agree. Like, okay the whole thing was just absurd though like all right we've got whole chrisella is what i call her from castle rock we got her back with her wonderful accent um and then we've got holden all of a sudden because i really thought holden was only in town for the winter but surprise surprise he's on the city council yeah this ain't shit's creek okay like you don't just (laughs) it's certainly not shit's creek (laughs) shit's creek did this way better okay i don't know and then it was just like everybody just laughing at oh i can't believe you would paint your shirt off white you know what i mean you might as well paint it orange yeah yeah it was it was a way too long scene for what they were trying to do i can appreciate that they were just trying to establish the fact that everyone was in on it but it didn't need to be that long that's fine whatever i think it served a purpose too of like um getting um uh getting like bell and austin uh amped up again to go and take care of the gardeners in a way what did you think about the way that uh bell austin and harry were taken out Okay, first of all, <laughs> first of all, um, Manny Cotto, I have to say this, is responsible for drive-in. Yes. Uh, from, and yeah, he after, did a, he's behind the scenes for a lot of stories. He is, but I, it really connected for me once I watched this, especially the ending of it. But when you, when I saw, oh, yeah. when I saw people getting taken out, or well, people, meaning Belle and Austin, and then, you know, obviously the Pell people, whatever. I was like, this looks very familiar. It looks mm. just like driving. Mm. You know what I mean? Like how everything, like- It's interesting you know. that you say that because mm. I think there's a connection from each episode of American Horror Stories to this season of Red Tide. So, I mean, I can just go into that now, but like, like you get murder house family vibes from this family the woman is pregnant they're moving to a new house horror start happening then there's the gaslighting obviously we already mentioned this from the episode with billy lord and stories the guys from the bro house who would like do anything for fame anything for success then the like the end of the episode and even the scene where uh bell harry and austin are killed it's like the mass destruction that we see at the end especially the end of this episode and the end of drive-in mm-hmm. similar mass destruction 
and the government keeping secrets like we saw in Farrell. So all of the elements are there, which I think is interesting in a way, but I don't know that it means anything really panned out in a way that was more than just like, oh, look at these cute little connections. Like, I don't know that it means anything greater than that. Okay, so that's, yes, I love that. I do. And I, yeah, I can see, like, after that, I was like, I can, yeah, I can see all of this. And I was like, what, was story supposed to be like this, like, big precursor? What was the purpose? Yeah. 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 I really like this. So how did Ursula get the pale people to Belle's house? Let me break it down for you, okay? Because I was like, wait a minute, this makes no sense. So I did rewound that a few times (laughs) okay here here's what uh, i think went down here ursula first of all this made no sense this made no sense that ursula could all of a sudden talk to the pale people well and that they didn't immediately just devour her but there's no they don't talk to anybody no this is news, news flash. Yes. Like, yeah. They don't they don't stop. They don't really says, hang around for a kiki very often. Like they it's not kiki. really their thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. So uh, but I guess yeah, so like even her being able to call them out was not working for me. Okay, next thing is she she tells them she has these pills, right? And she's like, "Oh, these will give you all of your powers back, whatever. You know, you follow me here and I'll give you your pills." That is how she got those pale people to Bells yeah. for them to break in and take out, for, and then for all the mass confusion to happen. And Ursula got these pills from the chemist. Now, this don't make no sense. I'm here to tell you, okay? I want to, what I almost want to imagine is that the beginning of this episode <laughs> through the end of it, is in some weird way what Harry was writing or something stupid like that. I thought that's you what we were getting I mean? from the first scene because we didn't recognize any of those people. Like it opens with the people on the boat, right? I didn't rewatch right. it, so I'm not yeah, like as familiar open, with yeah. this episode. But yeah, that's kind of what I thought we were getting, especially given the narration at the end of the episode. I was like, okay, yeah. is this one of his books or? Yeah. How did they all of a sudden eat them when they are usually repelled by people who've taken the pills? I think it was this, okay. See, this is where it gets- Was it actually a new pill or no? They faked them out, right? Well, because the chemist said this. The chemist said this was a prototype pill, but it made people people actually- It made them turn on each other. Right. So, but I don't know if she tested that on pale people or if she tested that on the non-pale people. Oh, okay. Or if it was just in the lab test that she was doing before. Right. Yeah. But turning, when when she said it makes them turn on, I was thinking turn on each other, like pale people versus pale people. On pale people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I mean... that I, that is the only thing I can think of, and it still does not explain though why they don't attack people who took the pill and are talented. Why do they care? They should be eating these people because they are they have what they want. Yeah, they, I mean it's frustrating. I think the I'm only sorry. thing they said before was that 
because they also have the vitamin deficiency, like it, it's not attractive to them. Like whatever's happening okay. in their blood, like they would rather have people that are, you know, not experiencing that vitamin and mineral deficiency or whatever. But I mean, I wasn't super bothered by the idea that they got faked out by this new pill or that there was a new pill that made them turn on each other. The issue for me was the fact that like, how is Ursula having this conversation in the first place? Like you, it's built on such a shaky ground that everything afterwards kind of crumbles anyway. Like, yeah. how did the, like they should have just eaten her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I, yeah, that's see, and that's the part. And I agree. Hear me roar because it's like, yes, that's where it gets disjointed for me. And I'm just like, wait a minute. I don't, because I, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to put too much thought. I love like thinking and dissecting these things in American Horror Story, but I don't want to put too much thought into something um, that I feel like should have been clearly explained to us, if that makes sense. Like this should have been clearly, I, I don't feel like it was. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even really know. Talent is so subjective. Exactly. Because so <laughs> I don't even know how these, are supposed to sniff out talent. Well, which is why I think so many of us were waiting for this episode to fully explain like, okay, yeah. what is it? Is it actually a confidence thing? Is it an arrogance thing? Is there something else in your genetic makeup that actually makes it take you one way or the other? Because yeah, talent is incredibly subjective. It makes no sense. And yeah, hear me roar. Uh, the, uh, the pale cop in LA who just ran directly for the tourist what made the tourists so special? It's also random. 100%. That said, I love what Angelica Ross's character was doing here. I was work, work, all work. fucking for <laughs> her just like, because I have seen Angelica Ross do lives on her Instagram and she's very outspoken about um, like basically taking down the police and like yeah. abolishing that system altogether. And so I could see her coming through in that moment. And it did not bother me that it was kind of fourth wall breaking in that way. Cause I was like, you know what? Let this message get out there to the yeah. masses because it, it was a great one. I mean, not that I am condoning this way of taking them down, but you know what? Right. Fuck them. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. But guess what? Um, <clears throat> this I, I like, cause you and I were talking and I like thinking though about what, so I guess we'll see. I don't know though. The things I've read about Death Valley seems like it's going to take place in the past or something weird is going to be happening there because oh. uh, someone, who is it? Someone is playing Amelia Earhart. And I was like, wait a minute. Oh, and there's the Eisenhowers and stuff, right? Yeah. Sarah Paulson's playing one of the Eisenhowers. Yeah. Right. So I don't know, but what I'm hoping is there's something when when she at the very end when the chemist leaves with Eli, which also doesn't make sense, but okay. When she leaves with Eli. Yeah, why'd they take that name? She could have given him whatever name. Yeah. So they anyway, I'm, whatever. I'm thinking, are they going to Death Valley? But she has done what the government actually asked her to do, which was to create these people for them to use 
like um, kind of like in Jurassic World when they're creating like mega dinosaurs to sell off on the black market for right. like med- weapons, like war weapons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm getting all crazy and Tim full hat right now. <laughs> like this is um, Jurassic No, no, no. World. But I think you're onto something. And I think we talked about this in our last live where we were like, I think there might be more of a connection between the military angle than anything else because- I mean, we've seen already from previews that there will be a military presence, at least in Death Valley. So, you know, bringing in the military angle with the chemist, I mean, that does feel like a natural connection. Again, I am very concerned that these are not going to connect in any way, but I hope I'm wrong. I know. I don't know. Okay, so back to your main question that you asked me in the beginning. I... For once in my life, I was not sad that an Evan Peter Evan Peters uh, character had to die. I'm sorry. I really liked Austin a lot, but I didn't. I didn't give him a heart pound after that, like I did for Mickey or no. any of his other characters in the past. I just was like, mm, you know what? Sorry, Austin. You know he did a great job at yeah. with this character, but I just was like, cannot do it. Also, this dialogue. I understand what they were trying to say, but to me, it was too meta in some weird way about the greed, the Hollywood. This is why they call it movies. This is the difference between a, uh, a <laughs> that line about movies was so and, cheesy. Yeah, and like, and and then there's the talented, which are screenwriters and whatnot, and you know all of that. I was right. like, Ryan Murphy, listen, okay, look, I don't watch your show to listen to you like go on these rants about uh media and entertainment and how you maybe feel about the business just stop I mean, doing but just make, stop putting stuff out if you make them do more insightful more. like actually yeah. make them more valuable though than just like <laughs> they called them the movies see because they were moving <laughs> hey, so that's like why that, they did hey, it they're not hey. talented so fuck up like you throw it out now yeah <laughs> it felt very like old timey like oh the good old days huh we could go back to the black and white ones. Okay. Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. I mean, I think like up until this episode, they were actually making some interesting commentary. So yeah. I assumed yeah. episode six was going to have some sort of overarching, like, here's why we were saying all of this. Like, here's what it's all culminating towards. But I can't, like, I cannot a step closer and a baby gets it. You hear me? You hear me? <laughs> The baby's gonna get it, Harry. <laughs> this dame's I, gonna get it. I can't. Like, that is awesome. I <laughs> say, well, yeah, you hear me? <laughs> okay. So I was very glad, obviously. I know I can't. I can't. This baby's gonna get it. Because all I can think about is this Prince Conroy. Just like. Because she did snap at him almost. Like when Harry went to pick up the baby, I don't remember what yeah, she yeah, said, yeah. but she might as well have said, <laughs> The baby's gonna get it, yeah. She did that because she said, uh uh. uh. She was like, not another step, but a baby gets it. I swear, as soon as you did that, I was like, this part's perfect because it is so true. Like, say, well, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I think, I think we need to do a reenactment in like a 1930s style with like little water pistols. Like, come any closer, see? 
yeah i've got a fake mustache oh know. my god please yes oh my god so good. i just can't like uh it's so true it's Ugh. so true though Hi, so, Kyle I'm, McLaughlin fan. How are you? Happy belated birthday. Yeah, happy belated. Um, Ooh, like, that had me sweating. I, that, me too, girl, look. Okay. <laughs> and I got, I got pants on today. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so I say all that to say, good on ya. I'm so glad the pale people got some sort of revenge against these, yeah, these two true. because they are the what bail especially. Uh, yeah. is the one that was recruiting for the chemist. So good, Anya. I was a little sad that the pale people had to go, but again, I was like, I get it. Like, it yeah. has to be done. Whatever yeah. is going on here, that's cool. Um, Harry. Harry, Harry, Harry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Got a couple of uh, grievances I need to air out here. Excuse me. Hold on one second. I have them written down. The airing of the grievances. You mean to tell me that you cannot stop a (laughs) nine-year-old that weighs approximately 60 pounds from tearing your neck out? Mm -hmm. Please. Mm -hmm. Um. You may cross-examine the witness. Please answer that question for me. Oh, I have zero, zero, uh, zero argument, really. I mean, because it was was so silly. Yes. As soon as his daughter said said to him, it's just going to be the two of us. Sorry, Pops. It's just going to be the two of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's going to be me and the baby. Just me and the baby moving on from here. (laughs) I just cannot. I was like, who did you think? was talking about right like uh, it's just gonna be you and i and we're gonna leave the like we need to eat the baby or like no like harry's stupid agreed hear me roar after what happened with doris yeah. good and terry absolutely like Don't i am glad that uh bell austin i i would have been fine if austin lived honestly yeah, out of all of them that would be the only one i think that's just an evan peters bias though um I'm fine that they're all dead. I'm fine that the pale people got their revenge first, then died. Um, but the whole thing felt very rushed and a little nonsensical, especially Alma taking Harry down. And I think it was supposed to come across as really terrifying because Alma is so strong, not only in her mental manipulation, but now she's like physically strong maybe. So it's supposed to put that extra... Um, emphasis on just how damaging these pills have been to her, but it it fell flat for me. Like it just, yeah. like you said, like it just felt a little ridiculous because she was overpowering this adult man. And had they done any work leading up to this to show that she was somehow gaining physical strength as well? Like I might have believed it a little bit more, but you're correct. Like there's nothing there that makes that work. And I mean, all I can think about to myself is is why they don't want kids taking it because they're not done growing like there's just that's the only thing I can think of but at the same time like they gave us no no reason to think that this child could attack and eat her grown-ass daddy no okay that so that's I I actually really wish that it had gone down in a in more of a a mental manipulation way because they had shown how good she was at that so if she had somehow tricked her dad into 
I don't know, like somehow led him to a cliff and was like, I bet if you step one more time, like you won't die because you're too cool to die or whatever. Like obviously better than that. I'm not that great at manipulating, but but something more along those lines. Not the good son. You know that movie? Oh my God. Not the good son plot. You just threw Great Macaulay reference. Uh, Excuse me. We just... R.I.P. We just lost him in the last that's, episode, that's and then true. you're going good. You're going a good son. Too soon. Too soon. Too, too soon. too soon. Too soon, Jasmine. So soon. sorry. Soon. I'm wow. Sorry. I'm sorry. Not the good son. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, okay. I do like everything that you have presented into the evidence here. <laughs> Second thing about this scene. I'm sorry. Why does she have the filed teeth? She still has baby teeth. These are going to fall out. And then she's going to have to refile and get new dentures made. This is stupid. I do not like it. Please please get it off my screen. All right. I raise my case. Boom, boom. I mean, it's just boom, boom. Honestly, that's that's partly me being silly. But also when she clicked off and had Yeah. This is the thing that I don't. Okay. I think it was supposed to be another, like, I think that was supposed to be a big moment. Like, oh, shit, she went to the dentist. Like, okay. Let me compose myself here. (laughs) Deep breath, deep breath. Before I really go off. Because here's here's where I'm not understanding. There's so much missing that you need to, baby face, I never thought of that. It's true. Like, Mm. this is what I don't like. Harry supposedly never let her out of his sight, Right. Unless she was with Ursula. Yeah, I mean, he definitely got sloppy with Ursula and just trusted her to do whatever. Sure. But where did we go wrong? Meaning, who took her to the dentist? Because if it was Harry's, if it was never Harry's intention, because I really, this is where I say I wanted to talk a little bit more about Harry in this episode. I really you know, fuck him for what he did to Doris. I don't Mm -hmm. like it. He He got what he deserved. But in other aspects, though, it's like Alma did what she did. And then he maybe was like, I don't have any choice but to do this. Although he didn't have to participate in the gaslighting. I am not defending him. But what I'm saying is if his if his sole intention maybe at the end of it all was to get out five years worth of whatever and try to save his family and cut the p- pills cold turkey and be done with it. Why would she get baby things? Mm hmm. What like why would these things be happening? Oh yeah, I think this? I think that was done without Harry knowing. Absolutely. But who who took her Ursula? But when would that have happened? Like this is what this is where yeah. I'm not connected. It's rushed. You see what I'm it saying? It was rushed. Honestly, like okay, uh, I've been trying to come up with an analogy to make this make sense. But like the first five episodes was like you get a project at school and you're like I have so much time. I'm gonna make this the best fucking project. I'm gonna do so great. Okay. So you put in all this time, you're perfecting, you're polishing, you're just like, you're looking it over, you're checking the list. The, the first five parts of it are just so good. Mwah, chef's kiss. Then you look at your clock and you're like, fuck, three hours till class. <laughs> you know what? The rest of it will speak for itself. Let me just shit out the rest of it. And we're going to be good to go. Like, that's kind of what happened. Like, they just were like, um, I guess if we do 37 minutes, that will be enough. And we'll just fit whatever we can into it. And uh, they die, they die, they die. Give her fangs. Um, that's good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And then make Ursula an Oprah type at the end where look under your seat because you're getting a pill. You're getting a pill. You're getting a pill. You're all getting okay. pills. Okay. I will tell you, I am here. Oh, hi, Abby. You're back. I hey, am Abby. here for the chemist double crossing all of them. Now, I don't think yeah. she should have. I do not think she should have teamed up with Ursula. I do not like that. Do n- not there. But I am here for her being like, fuck you, Belle. Fuck you, Austin. Fuck you, Harry. You know, like, because she made this whole elaborate plan where she was like, y'all need to get rid of Harry. Y'all need to get rid of this whole little thing that's going on here. When she had already, I believe in, in my heart of hearts, after she had had that conversation with Ursula, she had already put a plan into motion. On some level. To take that saying? baby and run off. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and, for sure. And for the, all the, dis- but it, but she was so calculating and so smart when she was dealing with Bella. Yeah. And I love that. But I oh, yeah. know overall, she can do no wrong in my eyes. It's so. hard to not enjoy whatever she's doing. Yeah. yeah. Even on Pose, like Candy was probably my least favorite character. Oh, I know that's controversial. So I did not love Candy that much, but I still loved her because I think Angelica Ross is so just, she's yeah. just fantastic at whatever she does. But yeah, no, I was totally fine with the ending in terms of where the chemist ends up. As we've said, we hope it somehow connects with whatever's happening next, but um, I also kind of like the fact that Doris and Ur- Doris, Alma and Ursula end up together because, you know, like I joked before, I kind of think Alma is probably her kid somehow, like they belong together forever and ever. Uh, what else? I feel like we're getting really close to an sure. hour and a half mark. So, okay. so I don't know what else you want to say, but the only couple of things that I do want to put out there is, well, I hated the ending. Um, yeah, I love the, but I mean, I don't listen this is unrealistic this child cannot attack another violin i love everything that that guy said to her though oh, was, oh that was oh, so satisfying ooh, yeah so good yeah he read her like a, i'm talking about from front to back back to front and then through the book in the fire she was <laughs> yeah. done. but there is no way that she could how have, did she drag him down the stairs i saying. mean there's no way and unless what, the scene with harry is supposed to set up the physical strength but then but how could she be so clean see at that it was that moment though and the way everything looked so cinematic towards the end it did not look that way really right that much of the beginning to where I started to be like okay are, are we gonna get surprised and like this be like yeah uh, you know the big screen of what Harry well, he was pumping he was yeah. pumping out all that stuff because he was actually <laughs> writing from a a true perspective so you know what good on you know whatever on that but um oh shoot I lost my other train of thought because it just popped into my mind hold on one second um well I will say you're right about that shift in things because I like the color palette when we're in p-town is so dull and muted and like even the film feels different and when we did move to like three months later or whatever in Hollywood I mean the brightness of it made sense we're in Hollywood that's kind of a cliche thing but it worked but I was on the same page as you as thinking like, are we moving towards something uh, where Harry is the writer? But we were talking about Alma. How could she be so clean? How could she possibly take out this boy? Like the, and if I have to close it with one thing, this was, this was what I was thinking was how dare you Ryan Murphy after you do this to us in the last episode with Doris, how dare you, sir, have the gall, the gumption, the audacity 
to not let this woman be one of the pale people that that comes into that house and have her eat her husband be all death oh right yeah why wasn't she a part of where was right yeah also why do they hibernate in the summer this don't make no sense don't yeah, make no sense. remember we like even in that video we put out a couple weeks ago i was like where do they go? Do they go to the ocean? Are they ocean creatures in the summer? When I was still like moving on those gears, but I don't, they don't like the sun. Give me more. I need to know. Anyway, but yes, if that's the last thing I have to leave on is that you might get a strongly worded email because you didn't let this woman devour. Yeah. That would have been a highlight of the episode. That would have been some sort of poetic justice in that way. Something, something good from it. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, just so much of it didn't make sense. I mean, Ursula, like mass, uh, not producing, but like mass distributing these pills. I mean, that was obviously going to lead to some sort of destruction in that way. But how are they not getting caught? How is this not a bigger story? Because in P-Town, it makes sense that you can cover this shit up. But in Hollywood, especially when you're giving it to every fucking writer's retreat that you go and speak at as Miss Oprah Ursula, like, (laughs) uh, how are you keeping this under wraps? So there, there is no way because it, and and even when you, when the chemist is leaving all of us behind with the baby, what, what is happening here? I mean, the town is exploding. So literally everyone has taken a pill. And is it some sort of commentary on like, there's not that many talented people in Hollywood? Probably. (laughs) Probably. But I think so. But he should count himself in that after this. Okay. Ooh, Ooh, I did see on Reddit one of the like, I don't know what you call them, but like I call them a headline said the finale was written by a pale person. (laughs) I said, didn't I send you that? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Let me tell you, when, when I tell you Reddit got that man together about this finale, somebody said, this was like going to a nice steak dinner on your first date, getting 45 minutes to an hour of good foreplay, and then 45 seconds of, <laughs> of intercourse. It said 45 seconds of the worst sex of your life, and they yes. kept their socks. And they kept their socks Yes, on. and they kept that their socks true. on, yes. <laughs> ding, 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 we got a winner. Oh my god! Yeah, Reddit was pretty funny in terms of this episode. Yeah, they drag, drag him. They gathered that man like a signon. Okay, I'm telling you right now. (laughs) Oh my god! Well, I don't Uh, know if you guys in the chat have any final thoughts that we can get to real quick. Um, I am, I am good. I like I said, I'm still (laughs) looking forward to. Whatever is to come in these, you know, coming four episodes of Death Valley. I'm not looking forward to Kaya Gerber. Maybe she's going to blow us out the way. I would love for her to blow us straight out the way. You know, I, I want to say like, <laughs> maybe the material in stories was just not maybe. there for her to do anything with. Maybe the material is better here because given what we got in the first five episodes, it could still be great stuff that we get in Death Valley. And you might be onto something with this idea that like they kept it short and maybe a little wonky because there's more to come. I don't think that excuses anything fully, but you know, it it could be something, but yeah. And I mean, honestly, I, 
I, I'm hoping that we get something from Miss Gerber, but I would rather see Paris Jackson again. That's my honest. That's fair. I mean, <laughs> I'm sad to say goodbye to Macaulay Culkin. Oh, I don't think he's coming God. back. I don't think Evan Peters mm-hmm. is coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are all big losses. I mean, big losses, but I think I read somewhere that that Ryan Murphy is signed for three more seasons of American Horror Story. And if that is true, then I better see Macaulay Culkin in all three of those. All three. Sir. I know if and, and I need more of a leading band. role too. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. need him to be some yeah, like I'm talking about like his name is first on the credit. Yeah. Okay? Give him his checks, get him his awards. Let's do this thing. We want justice for Macaulay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Uh, we love you too hear me roar we love you too jen thanks Thanks everyone for coming yeah Yeah. for listening to our thanks for listening see hey yeah i'm glad i didn't have to poke you with my knife i'm like still sweating from that One more step, baby gets it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for watching. Really looking forward to being back in two weeks. Yeah. So we'll be talking about the first two episodes of Death Valley. And <gasps> fingers crossed. Fingers crossed it's good. Oh, let's help. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll see you then. Okay. Bye-bye. Oh, please. <laughs> Okay. All right, you Maybe got we'll it, kid. Do, you Here got you go, it. Yeah. Sweet pea. You know, you'll be wrong. I hope you like a doll. I'll be a little doll. See you later. <laughs> See you later, See kid. See you later. <laughs> Bye, <Bye-bye>. guys. <laughs>